Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive deep into the tools, laws, and yes, processes that you need to know in order to scale and grow your organization. On this podcast, we help you structure your business processes to make your people your organization's greatest competitive advantage. Don't forget, you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher of your choice. You can also subscribe at peopleprocesses.com, which will give you exclusive subscriber-only content. Here is your host, Rami Alajil, author and CEO of People Processes. Today, we're going to be talking about the Affordable Care Act in 2020. Much has changed since this law passed in 2009 and became effective in 2013. The largest change happened recently, the suspension of the penalty for the individual mandate. The individual mandate didn't go away. It's still illegal not to have health insurance, but now the penalty is zero dollars. So you can get away with it. The other thing that changes consistently and recently changed here in July of 2020 is that the affordability percentages have changed. So I want to talk a little bit about the affordability requirement under the ACA. Uh, the affordability of an employer's plan is got basically three pieces on the employer side that we worry about. Um, the employer shared responsibility payment for applicable large employers. That's the pay or play rules or the employer mandate. That changes. The exemption from the individual mandate actually has a percentage on it too, though again, that doesn't really matter anymore. And the premium tax credit for low-income individuals to purchase health insurance through the exchange changes. We're going to focus on the first and the last. Perhaps a quick recap is in order. The Affordable Care Act applies to individuals who, again, we've suspended the penalty, so not so much. Broader insurance industry regulations, which are still in effect, uh, we still community rate, we still cover what are uh, the minimum essential coverages that were defined by that law. Uh, we still have statewide exchanges to purchase health insurance on. So if you can go to healthcare.gov, you can get insurance on there. There's lots of uh, things that came from the law. The biggest one for our listeners, though, is the affordability requirement for health insurance required of employers that have more than 50 full-time equivalents. If you have more than 50 employees, period, you need to calculate your number of full-time equivalents. And how do you tell 50? That's the number of belly buttons in in a given month, right? So if you have 50 people who work an hour a month, I want you to do this calculation. The applicable large employer calculation is based on this full-time equivalent idea. Uh, this episode is not going to go super in-depth in it, but basically, you, for anyone that you've classified full-time, that's one. And for everyone else who works hours, whether that's part-time or variable, um, you add up their number of hours and you divide by 30. Uh, their hours in a week. I apologize. Their hours in a week and divide by 30. You need to do this for a measurement period. That could be as few as four weeks. Could look as it'd be 13 weeks, uh, could be half the year, six months, could be the whole year, but you want to do an analysis and see if you are ever over 50 full time equivalents at the end of a year. If you are, the following year, you will actually be an applicable large employer. Even if you drop down below 50 the following year, that affects the year after. So, you are an applicable large employer for this discussion. Let us assume so. 
Under that, the uh, IRS established an affordability percentage. See, as an applicable large employer, you have to provide minimum essential coverage, so health insurance that does a basic thing, and it has to be affordable for your employee to purchase. Now, when the law passed, and in the first year it was in 2013, uh, I guess it was checked in 2014, the responsibility rule was 9.5%. So that meant if you had an employee who, let's say for the sake of argument, made $1,000 a month, they could not pay more than $9, or $95 for their health insurance, and it had to do cover the minimum amount of essential things. So if the insurance cost, the total cost was 300 bucks, you could only charge them 95, the employer had to pick up the other 205. Uh, if they made $2,000, you could double that. That was 9.5%. That affordability ratio has changed to 9.83% going into 2021. This year, 2020, it is 9.78%. So, um, why this goes up and down, it's silly, but basically they had an expected amount, and if it goes up over that, then the law adjusts. It doesn't matter. Every year in July, you'll find out what the next year's rate is. For plans that are renewing towards the end of this year, you want to start thinking about this number, 9.83%. I'm going to keep saying that number, 9.83%, because it matters. Whenever you are designing your minimum essential coverage, you can buy the lowest cost as an insurer, as an employer, you could provide the absolute worst health insurance that is minimum essential coverage. Actuarially, it's expected to cover 60% of health costs uh, in a given year on average. And when you do so, uh, you will charge your employees 9.83% of that at a maximum. So find your lowest cost full-time eligible employee Take their monthly income, 9.83% of that. That's the cost of that plan for your group. You can, of course, have other plans, buy-up options, all sorts of things. The selection of a benefits plan around an Affordable Care Act group varies hugely. Um, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. There's uh, You want to talk with a broker. Um, it's a bit beyond the scope of this episode, but if you are an Affordable Care Act company or are about to become one, contact People Processes. We would love to help you. Uh, design and implement that Affordable Care Act piece. Uh, you also then have certain reporting you have to do. Uh, if you have a high turnover industry, there's a lot of work involved, what we call variable hour employees. There's a good bit. Now, let's say you are not covered, uh, you're not an ALE, and you're a very small business, or you're just someone who is a sole proprietor listening. For you, the 9.83% matters as well. See, you go to get individual health insurance, you go to healthcare.gov. And health insurance is quite expensive, depending on your age. Your health doesn't really matter on healthcare.gov, but your age does. And here's how it works. The 9.83% is the maximum that you can pay for affordable coverage as long as you make 400% of the federal poverty line or less. Now, what the federal poverty line is, you can Google it or we can link to it on our website, peopleprocesses.com. Go on there, I'll make sure to have a link at the bottom. The federal poverty line tables, it changes depending on whether you're single, married, head of household, how many children you have, how many dependents you have, uh, it's a dollar figure. So we calculate the federal poverty line, say that's $13,000, $14,000 a year for a single person. If you make less than 400% of that, uh, 48,000 or something, uh, you are capped at 9.83% to purchase the lowest cost, second lowest cost, silver plan on the exchange. So kind of a, a run-of-the-mill plan. 
on the exchange, healthcare.gov, you can buy up. You could buy a more expensive plan. There are cheaper plans, and you could spend 9.83% less. Now, if you're over 400% of the poverty line, you just get to pay the cost of the health insurance. Sucks, but it is what it is. Under 400%, you're capped at 9.83%. And again, that 9.83% matters because uh, it actually applies uh, as you go lower. So for those of you who have maybe very low income employees uh, and you're concerned about their ability to purchase health insurance, please don't be. If you make up to 133% of the federal poverty line, A, you may qualify for Medicaid, which would be free, but if you don't, you can get insurance at healthcare.gov at 2.07% of your annual income, or monthly income is another way to think about it. So if they only make, for example, $1,000 a month, they can go on healthcare.gov and likely get insurance for $20. It'd be fine, and it'll be good. It'll be the kind of good mid-tier uh, insurance. From 133 to 150, it goes from 3.1 to 4.1. 150 to 200 goes from 4.1 to 6.5. 200 to 250 of the federal poverty line, 6.5 to 8.3, 250 to 300, 8.3 to 9.83, and then that 300 to 400 is that 9.83%. So this amount changes every year as well. So when health insurance goes up, the um, percentages on here adjust uh, to keep this affordable. So that's the big uh, update for July. For employers, you need to talk to your broker, talk to us, make sure that you're structuring your future plan to be under 9.83% for employee cost for your basic plan. And for people who are not uh, offering health insurance, do know that the adjustment went up uh, for the maximum amounts that you could be paying for health insurance going into 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rami Alijil. I hope that this was interesting to you. I'm sorry to cover my mic there for a second. Um, we are still new to the video idea here, and I'm, I'm looking for feedback. Please comment below, like, subscribe on YouTube, uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, at People Processes. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to answer your questions. And if you have any questions, go to peopleprocesses.com. On there, there's a live chat. There's a subscribe function where you can get subscriber-only content. And of course, you can always reach out to me directly, and uh, we'd be happy to help and assist in any way we can. For those of you who are getting close to that 50-person line and need an integrated platform that handles the payroll tracking, the hours tracking needed, all the measurements to figure out about full-time, part-time, offer the benefits, collect your various uh, uh, enrollments and waivers, enroll them with the carrier, handle the billing, all that, we can do that for you here at People Processes, and I'd love to uh, have the opportunity to earn your business. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at People Processes. Go to peopleprocesses.com, subscribe, and get some of our subscriber-only content. And if you got something out of this, make sure you share it with anyone you know. Thank you for tuning in. Now it's time for you to go out there, have a great day, and get your work done.